Good day and welcome to episode 86 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and guess who's back? It's the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. He is here with us. How are you this evening? Live and in the flesh. You are in the flesh. I can see you. I can't touch you because we're a state away. (laughs) Mm. I am good. Well, it's glad to have you back. 200 People I was following on Instagram. Oh, oh wow. That must have felt nice. amazing. Felt Social great. media cleanse. Yes. I don't have to worry <laughs> about those 200 people anymore. It's fantastic. Just that's, a, that's a good Thursday. And joined once again by the Empress of Stardew Valley, Christine. How are you, Christine? I'm great. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing well. Um, we were talking off air about this because we're all we, we've all been pretty busy at work recently. Christine, you are now done for the summer because teaching. Mm. Thankfully, you don't have to hang out with those kids all the time now. Oh my God! Thank you. Yeah. I celebrated with bingo and amaretto sours last night. That Whoa. sounds like a pretty good way to celebrate. Good times. Yeah, and I just finished up a training class, which is like the first time I don't have to train for like two weeks since I think maybe the beginning of March. So it's been a busy wow. few months, and I know Matt, you've been busy. You've been running all over the place. They they got you, they got you working hard for the money, as they say. I'm a workhorse. You really are. You're a workhorse. You're a lore horse. You're all of the horses. But we're all here together to talk about some video game things, and that's going to be fun. And so you'll notice Manny is not with us. And I got to tell you, I woke up this morning and there was a giant puddle beneath my fridge. And I was like, what could possibly have done this? And then Manny sent me a a text message. It was a picture message. And it was the it was a cable to my fridge and he cut it. And now my fridge is leaking. And he, he he's nowhere to be found. I don't know. He's a dastardly son of a bitch sometimes. But he's nowhere to be found. And my fridge is just spewing water. It's terrible. So I literally have to keep the house clean. So please follow us on social media. We are at Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Plus One Player. Go check out all of our social media sites and stay up to date with what's going on on the website, which, of course, is PlusOnePlayer.com. There you'll find all of our articles, all of our podcasts, and links to our videos as well. And, of course, you can get a link to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plus one player, and a link to our Discord. So come on and join the community. We have a great group of folks. Have a great conversation, so we'd love to have you. Unless, of course, you're racist, in which case, I hope your fridge floods your house. Mm-hmm. And after all that, if you've enjoyed the content, if you've enjoyed hanging out in Discord, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two, because every dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast it can possibly be. We have an amazing group of supporters, and we'd love it if you would join that awesome group. And of course, can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter, and that's the sponsor of the show, Nerdiest Brands, but I'll tell you about that before the topic of the show. And so here we go, episode 86, inching ever so closely to that nice triple-digit 100 episode. We have a lot of fun things to talk about, and of course, because this is the week of 4th of July, big week. It's really that it's it's really kind of the beginning of summer, but also the end of summer in a sense, because like once the fourth of July comes and goes, summer is just rapid fire. So you gotta get out there and enjoy it. It's rapid fire. So we got some fun planned. Fourth of July themed, a returning game that I'm sure you're all going to be happy it's back. So Matt, what are we talking about for episode eighty six? Well, Larry Rudabega's here. Thank God. It's been too long. Been too long. Very long. Because uh, what's-her-face kept coming on. Well, Donna, Donna you know, D. again, Donna. she's a woman about town. And she's got places to be. She's got she's, media she's appearances. Yeah. Larry, and she's local. Larry is based in L.A., so yeah. he's, he's got to fly he's out. He's a hot shot. <laughs> yeah. That's where the big game show industry is, L.A. It is. Didn't know if you knew that. Just made it up. Um, <laughs> and so I think he's going to do a Get to Know a Gamer 4th of July edition which will mm. be fun. And then we will be talking, or, or the topic of the pod, rather, is uh, subscription services. Which ones exist? Which are the best? Which are the worst? Why are there so many? And our general thoughts and opinions 
on them. Yes. And World of Warcraft. And then we will <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> slip in somehow. <laughs> it's a subscription service, technically. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then we will end the podcast with some patch notes where we'll talk about the news in games. We will. So it's actually been a couple episodes since patch notes, so you know, mm. we got some stuff to talk about. I we do. I. I. <laughs> so why don't we jump into well, let me get Larry. Here he is. It's Larry. Hi, Larry. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Get to Know a Gamer, also known as G2CAG. I'm your host, Larry Rutabaga, back again from the depths, and welcome to the game show in which I ask questions to our panel of contestants so that our studio audience and at-home viewers get to learn about their backgrounds. This is the 4th of July Fireworks and Flags edition, (laughs) so be prepared to Hmm. birth America. (laughs) (laughs) who will take home the title of declaration of independence dame (laughs) let's get to know a gamer we just have a few questions to begin steven uh what is your favorite video game that takes place in the united states fictional version or real version Oh, that's. I feel like because I played a lot or past. of them. Yeah, I've played a lot of games that do take place in the United States. <sighs> that's really tough. I think it's going to be a toss up between The Last of Us and Horizon Zero Dawn because those are both kind of like mm. apocalyptic United mm-hmm. States. And I feel like, you know, that's definitely where we're heading. I think mm-hmm. we're going to f- just descend into a fiery mm-hmm. nuclear hell. And, you know, I think <laughs> the. Dy- I'm going to go with Horizon Zero Dawn because I like the spin on it where it's like, yeah, but look, the world's There's still pretty dinosaurs. beautiful. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Dinosaurs came back this time as robots, so a little bit mm-hmm. more fierce than the regular dinosaurs. Which, judging by films, which I'm sure are 100% accurate, mm-hmm. <laughs> those films made the dinosaurs look pretty, pretty fierce. So I'm, Needs I'm more thinking, feathers. yeah, there, there, there was a lack of feathers. Mm. Also, a lack of feathers on the robot dinosaurs too. <laughs> so maybe you know, I, I still like that setting a little better, and uh, I think the outfits were really cool as fuck. Like, mm. those were some fun outfits. So I'm going to go with that one. Horizon Zero Dawn. Hmm. All right, Christine. Is it the same question? It is the same question. <laughs> okay. okay. What is your favorite um, video game that takes place in the United States? Uh, this is also a tough one. I'm going to go with Fallout 4, personally. Ooh, very um, good. I really liked Fallout 4, and I like Steve, you mentioned it's like post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland. And it was the first Fallout game that I actually played, like, to completion, so mm. that's why I'm putting it above the other ones. Um, I would say a runner-up would probably be Assassin's Creed 3, because although technically they all kind of take place in America, because uh-huh. of you're in someone in a machine, and yeah. they're in America, that one is like blatantly takes place in America. So. Right, right. Yeah. Nice. Very America. Very. <laughs> all right. Steven, if you could play a video game, these are real video games, okay. that have been set in the U.S., and you are only receiving their title. You need to tell me which you would want to play and why, just based on their title. And you can tell <laughs> okay. me what you think it might be about. Okay. The uh, There are four to choose from. The first is called Kennedy Approach. <laughs> the second is called The Great American Cross-Country Road Race. The third is The History Channel Civil War, A Nation Divided. <laughs> The fourth My dad is, would love that. <laughs> the fourth is it came from the desert. Um, I might have to go with the Kennedy approach because it sounds like it might be dealing with the Cuban Missile Crisis, which I feel like could be Uh-oh. an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be taking the Kennedy approach, where like every Kennedy just dies. Oh, like, I mean, <laughs> let's be real, folks. Mm-hmm. They have a bad track record of staying alive. Mm. Mm. So, um, it could be, it's a coin flip between those two. I think it could be like strategic, you know, policies in terms of like trying to either get into a war or avoid a war. So, that could be kind of cool. Or it could just be like you're playing a cursed family, which is very much mm. <laughs> like uh, what remains of Edith Finch. So, <laughs> mm. What is that game about? <laughs> well, I can't tell you yet. <laughs> okay. All right. He's going to ask Christine. <laughs> yes. Christine, <laughs> okay. if you could play any of these video games based in the U.S., just 
by its title, Which Would You Want to Play and Why? Kennedy Approach, The Great American Cross-Country Road Race, The History Channel, Civil War, A Nation Divided, or It Came from the Desert. So I'm tied between Kennedy Approach and It Came from the Desert mm. because Kennedy Approach just makes me think of the click hole video mm-hmm. where it was um, these people were there when JFK was shot, and it's so fucking funny. Oh, no. Um, but for this sake, because it's not real. <laughs> um mm-hmm. But for the sake of diversity, I'm going to go with It Came From the Desert because it has mm. like a sci-fi feel to it. And I'm mm. a big mm. sci-fi mm-hmm. mystery, well, maybe a little horror. What do you think fan. it's about? What do you think it's about? I'm going to say it's probably about... You might get bonus points if you nail oh, it. It's not, I'm not, but that's okay. I'll believe in myself. I'm going to say maybe it's about... Oh, it takes place in America, right? So gonna say that it's about like the like the was it area 11 or like the secret oh area 51. 51 yeah area 51 yeah where they like that's have exactly alien what I was things <laughs> and they're like no aliens aren't real but we all mm-hmm. know they are I mean, it's gonna have to do with that i think well sort of close <laughs> it's actually about men in black so <laughs> it came i will read you the uh premise of it came from the desert the player assumes the role of Dr. Greg Bradley, who comes to remote Lizard Breath, California on June 1st, 1951. As a geologist, he wants to study a recent site of a meteor crash somewhere in the desert. Earlier in the game, he learns that the radiation of the meteor has enlarged a local ant population to enormous <laughs> size. <laughs> Big ants. Oh, my God. Oh, that sounds so much fun. Chungus ha- ants. As it turns out, the player has a fixed amount of in-game days to succeed. If you fail by that date, the ants will mate and spread, which results in a gloomy ending. Oh my you must God. reach the ant colony and kill the queen ant before time runs out. It's a 1989 game. <laughs> I love it. Can we get it on Steam? Uh, it was originally on the Amiga. Okay. <laughs> a family of personal computers introduced by Commodore in the 1985. All right, Kennedy Approach is not about what you said. It is <laughs> about the player assumes the role of a air traffic controller. <laughs> so it's at literally JFK. JFK Approach. <laughs> wow. Yeah, giving instructions to aircraft so that they can safely land as well as take off and enter their correct flight corridors. That's a game right up Phases Alley. That was released, yeah, that was released in 1985. Uh, oh you guys God. should absolutely look up the cover art of that one. It is wild. All right, two extra bonus questions for this round, since we're technically tied up because I was keeping track. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the only president to have been born on July 4th? If you can get it with no choices, I'll give you a prize. Don't look it up, Christine. I'm the not The only relaxed. president born on July 4th. I don't really think bad. it is, but I'm going to say Washington. I don't remember who it was. I'm just going to go with Kennedy. I'm going to ride the Kennedy train. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Both of you. It was Calvin Coolidge. Oh, of course. Yeah, he was my okay. second guess. Okay, in 1778, how did George Washington celebrate the 4th of July with his soldiers? What did he do for them? What did he give them? An extra what? <laughs> uh, Gave him an extra like, cup of ale. Extra. I was going to say extra like food or like meal ration. Cup extra. of ale is a very close. It's very close? Yes. What? Extra ration. Extra ration of what liquor? Was liquor? it whiskey? No. Bourbon? Oh, sweet. Sweet, sweet tea? <laughs> My favorite liquor? Larry's favorite liquor? <laughs> Larry speaks in the third person? It's not wine, is it? <laughs> no. Liquor. Liquor, liquor. Liquor. Mm. I mean, sweet. Good in cocktails. <laughs> Was it like amaretto? <laughs> no, it's very common. It's like a step above, above vodka. A step above vodka. Oh, what, I mean. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't know. Rum. Oh, yeah. Rum. Oh, rum. Woo! <laughs> uh, I'm not a rum guy. Oh. All right. That sound triggers our bonus round because we are tied up at 12 freedoms apiece. <laughs> it's a lot of freedoms. 
Yep. So Today's bonus round is a little game I like to call National Treasures Treasures. <laughs> guys about Nick National Cage Treasure, of course, being the 2004 movie starring Nicolas Cage. Our two contestants are going head-to-head, attempting to answer questions faster than their opponent to compete for clues as to where the Declaration of Independence has been hidden. Whoever is left with the most freedom clues at the end of the game is tonight's National Treasure's Treasure and will go home as the Declaration of Independence dame. Okay. (laughs) All right. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. With what fruit is secret writing revealed on the back of the Declaration of Independence? Apple. No. Dude, can we keep guessing? Uh, well, now Stephen gets a guess. Oh, okay. Is it a lemon? Mm-hmm. Yes! Wow. It oh is! <laughs> I just Did you know that, or you pulled that I, out of your hat? I pulled it out of my ass, because wow. I just assumed lemon would somehow show, like, secret writing. I don't know. So did Nicolas Cage. <laughs> right, question two. Are the 3D spectacles, and you only get one guess, the third, fourth, or fifth clue? in the movie i've never seen these movies so everything is going to be a guess for me on this uh the 3d spectacles i'm going to go with the third clue that was mine but i guess for sake of diversity i'll go fourth fourth is the correct answer Uh, i was almost there one (laughs) to one question three who plays opposite nicholas cage his former friend and now enemy Ian, what actor? I have no idea. Like I'll I give said, you I a hint. I'll give you a hint. This actor plays many good guys that turn bad or die. Is it Willem Dafoe? No. Well, that's all I got. Uh, I don't know. Good guys that turn bad? I have no clue. I have no clue. He's part of a fellowship. Okay, so he's in um, he... Lord of the Rings. Is Winter in... is coming. Oh, is it? Uh, Sean, Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Yes! It's Sean Bean. He was in National Treasure. He played the bad <laughs> I, guy. Again, Just I haven't that. seen National Treasure. Oh Nobody got that question. In the scene in Independence Hall, at what theme park was the crew and cast actually filming? Was it Six Flags Great Adventure, Knott's Berry Hill Farm, or the Noah's Ark Museum in Kentucky? I'm going to say Knott's Berry Hill Farm. Give me the Kentucky one. It is Knott's Berry Hill Farm. That's in California. All right, Christine has two. Steven, you have one. This is just a crapshoot. Out of 12, out of 12, how many soundtrack songs have the word chase or treasure in their titles? 12. Two, four, or six, 12. Two, four, six, or 12? Two, four, or six. (laughs) I'm going to say six. Uh, Two. The answer is four, which Mm. means Christine is tonight's national treasure's treasure. Oh, (laughs) congratulations. As well as the Declaration of Independence Dame. Oh, thank you. Oh, my first win in G2 CAG. Oh, my gosh. That's special. (laughs) It's a special moment. It is. is. It's a big moment. It was all thanks to Nicholas Cage. (laughs) Well... I'm Larry Rutabaga. Gotta catch a flight back to L.A. It's been such a pleasure hosting Get to Know a Gamer once again. Remember to spay or neuter your pets. Good night. Bye, Larry. Well, he's, he's gone. Always good to see know. you, Larry. <laughs> Safe he left travels back to L.A. Hope the jet yes. lag doesn't hurt too much. I think he flies first class. I'd imagine he would. Probably. He seems like a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, well, uh, pretty well-off well, guy. Well, well-off guy, well-connected. Yeah, we he knows should people. S- maybe Donna and Larry. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if Larry can handle Donna. If we're being completely honest, <laughs> probably not. I don't think so. I don't know many who could. But it was a great time hanging out with Larry again, doing some G two CAG. And now, before we get into the topic of the podcast, I do have to mention that the show is brought to you by our sponsor, Nerdiest Brands. So. All you nerds out there, it's time for you to go on over to nerdiestbrands.com and get the best nerdy gear you could possibly imagine. They get some awesome things with DC, Marvel, Overwatch, and they have a pretty cool Power Rangers collection going on right now. So you get t-shirts, tank tops, stickers, bunch of stickers, hats, wallets, all the cool stuff. 
So head on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. And you can go get some amazing nerdy gear from vendors and designers from all over the world. So go check them out. What are you waiting for? So thank know. you again. To ner- I don't know. What are you waiting for? <laughs> what are we all waiting for? I don't know. What's everyone waiting for? <laughs> so thank you again, Nerdiest, for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate it. And with that, Matt, how about we kick off this topic and get it? Let's, let's get it going. Let's kick it off. All right. So subscription services are the absolute fad right now. And this is... Oh, yeah. This is all across media, I think. Everywhere. It's not just yeah. video games. They're, yeah, video games are really taking the key from movies and TV. For sure. Netflix being sort of the first big, massive thing. And then mm-hmm. you had Hulu. Then what was that other one? Wasn't there another big one? Well, you could do Netflix Amazon with Amazon. Oh, Prime, yeah. Amazon, Amazon Video. But then you got HBO Now, Showtime, HBO Go. Stars. Like, they all got their own thing. They all have their own. That's and so now, now like, cable channels. There's, like, CBS All Access. Oh, that's and they're all... There. There's the Disney one. Yeah. It's going to be coming, coming out, yeah. Well, CBS have All Access that. has Star Trek, which is the only thing... I will do it for. Well, it has the new Twilight Zone, too. You should watch that and oh, tell me yeah. how it is. Or give me your login so I can watch the new Twilight Zone. <laughs> there should be a free month, I think. Oh, I'll have to try that free month, then. Basically, what I do is I sub for... I wait till the whole, whole series is out, then I sub for a month, watch it all, and then unsub. <laughs> See, that's just called good strategy. That's I think all so. that is. Thanks. That's all that is. That's smart big, consumer. Big brain energy. Very big brain energy. And so now for video games, the same thing is happening. So not only do we have 1,005 launchers now, (laughs) every launcher basically has its own subscription service. Well, that's not true. But let's name a few. There's Origins. What is it? All Access or something? So, well, EA, EA, all access. Yeah, EA has All Access. Or EA, EA All Access. access. But Origins then... is EA. So Yeah, that's, oh, the, right. that's their launcher. Origin. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Then we got Xbox, EA, all Microsoft access. with Games Pass. Games mm-hmm. Pass. There's a PlayStation. PS, Sony one. Yeah, yeah, yeah PlayStation, PlayStation Now. now. Is there an Ubisoft one? They announced it. It comes out September 3rd. So we'll talk oh about that God. one. And then we're launching the Ubisoft Club. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft. So they got theirs coming out. Um, yep. So we got Games Pass, PlayStation, Google's and gonna have Stadia. One. Stadia is like Stadia. the thing. That's the what Stadia. we're talking about. So they're really everywhere. And now yeah. it's to the point where it's like, well, is this going to be cost effective for me as a gamer? Like, And then there's so many questions that kind of get asked with this. Because a lot of questions. And one of my biggest ones is like, are we cool with not owning a lot of these things now moving forward? Because I feel like this is kind of a heavy push for moving to just the future of gaming. Agreed. I would also, I would say two things. One, how it combines with streaming, Mm. which we can talk about. But two, how it is, this is the exact same conversation I remember having with myself or whoever, I don't know who's there, (laughs) but about iTunes versus Spotify. Yeah. The whole conversation was, am I okay with not owning any of these songs and instead just streaming them all? Turns out, like, whatever, 12 years later, I've been really okay with streaming everything. (laughs) Like, I've been really okay with this streaming service, and I do not care that I don't own it. Narrator's voice. He wants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so I feel like that is honestly going to be the same thing that happens here. Well, maybe. Because the only difference is that on Spotify, I basically have 100% access to all the music out there. Yeah, pretty even much. Even though I don't own it. Whereas with these various subscription services, you only have access to what that company offers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's the main difference between the two. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very good point because with these gaming ones, it's all going to be these company specific. Like EA, you play EA games. Ubisoft, you play Ubisoft games. Mm-hmm. Games Pass, you play Microsoft games. PlayStation Now, you're playing. I'll get. I'll give them credit that they have like a pretty. Their library is like four hundred or five hundred games deep at this point of PS4, mm-hmm. PS3 games. So, hey, cool. That's yes, awesome. Too. 
yeah, so like they have a pretty extensive library. Still very curious about Stadia because I know they're going to kind of be offering like all of like the, pretty much anything you could think of playing, like they're going to have their hand in. So, cause I saw their list of offerings and it's pretty much all the big name companies. Mm. And so at that point you're wondering, it's like, all right, well, you know, why would I get the Ubisoft one if I can play Ubisoft games on Stadia or like, am I not going to be able to play Ubisoft games on Stadia, which wouldn't make sense because they kind of launched Stadia in a sense with Assassin's Creed. So I don't mm. think that's going to happen. So it, it becomes the point of like, all right, what's really the difference between these two is it performance or is it library of games that I could have access to? Because I'm kind of with you in the sense that I, I don't think I really care if I own these things or not, Mm -hmm. mostly because I think as at least for now, and at least for the foreseeable future, we're always going to have the option to buy a physical or a digital copy. I would say at least for the, for the next generation, for sure, because Microsoft and Sony have kind of made that so. And even Nintendo Switch with what they're doing, you can still buy physical copies and all that stuff. And both, of, like everything moving forward looks to stay and at least giving you the option for physical copies. So for at least this generation, that isn't changing. We're still going to have that option to buy physical and digital copies. And now it becomes to the point where, like, all right, do you want to pay, you know, five bucks a month for games pass on pc you know 15 bucks a month also with mm-hmm. ubisoft so you can get the ubisoft library and oh do you also have a playstation and want to get access to all those and pay 20 bucks a month for playstation now and so now all of a sudden right there that's 40 bucks a month that you're draining into games do you always spend 40 bucks a month on games as it is now no yeah. <laughs> and so the like this is one of the big questions I'm going to have is like is it really going to be worth it to spread yourself as a consumer kind of across all these different streaming platforms and what is going to be that criteria for mm-hmm. for I guess I'll, I'll throw this out to you too. What is going to be your criteria in terms of kind of differentiating which ones if and when you do get to that point where you want to purchase one of these What's going to be that criteria to make you decide this is the one I want to go with as opposed to this one? So I, uh, up until like this month, I had Game Pass and PlayStation Now. Mm. I just canceled my PlayStation Now because it was 20 bucks a month. I wasn't Mm -hmm. using it because I've been playing my new games. Mm. So I haven't touched any of the games that are available for me to play there. And Mm. I'm keeping Game Pass because I play Sea of Thieves all the time. Plus... yeah. In the future, I know mm-hmm. that they're going to be releasing, like, Outer Worlds and all these, like, other right. games I want to play at launch without having to pay 60 bucks right away to do it. So, my general criteria is, okay, mm-hmm. I'm notorious for not finishing anything, so is it realistic of me to, like, okay, yeah, I really always, I want to play Jack and Daxter again, that's great, so am I going to pay 20 bucks a month just to, like, play it once in a while because I want to finish playing my new games? Or, you know... Like, what is the difference there? Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that's not cost or time effective. Like, I'm not going to be spending extra money that I don't really have just for the chance to play it a game once in a while. And I remember, oh, yeah, I can I feel like playing it. Let me just pick that up right now. Right. I will right. say that's really the Xbox Game Pass for you get live uh, or you get gold PC and the console for 15 bucks a month is cheaper than the PlayStation now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a dollar at sign for your first month. So mm-hmm. that is probably among like the best subscription services in terms of cost. And they offer a decent amount of games that I was looking through. I was like, oh, yeah, like I actually wanted to play this. I'm glad I didn't buy it because now I can just play it here. Right. Because you get access now across the spectrum. So like because you because I have noticed that the PC library is a little bit different than the, the Xbox library right now, yeah. just because mm-hmm. PC is so new. It's technically still in beta. That's why yeah. they're selling it for five bucks a month, which mm-hmm. is why I jumped in on it. I was like, yeah, might as well five bucks a month. Let's see what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that first month is a dollar. So if I don't like it after one month. All right, cool. I don't. I, it cost me a dollar. Great. Yeah. Awesome. And so you now have access to this pretty extensive library mm-hmm. across multiple systems for only 15 bucks a month like that. I understand because like I look for the cost effectiveness when I'm trying to f- weigh my options with these streaming services, mm-hmm. which is why I haven't gone in and actually like got PlayStation now because I wasn't blown away with it my week with it. And then I almost bought it because they were doing $70 for a year subscription yeah. during the the days of play sale, mm-hmm. but I just never pulled the trigger. And it's because like, 
I have the same thought as you were. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of just new games that are coming out, and I, I don't think I can justify paying this amount of money mm-hmm. for having those chances to be like, oh, maybe I'll play that game from, you know, 2009, or maybe I'll replay, like, Batman Arkham Origins or something like that. Yeah. So it, it, it didn't it didn't really make financial sense, whereas Games Pass, like you said, mm-hmm. it's new games. Like, now I have the chance to finally join up with you guys in Sea of Thieves, and now I have the chance to get Outer Wilds, excuse me, Outer Worlds. <laughs> Not the first time I've confused those two. <laughs> so now I have the chance to get Outer Worlds on that, and now I can play, you know, Gears 4 and see if I like that for when Gears 5 comes out. And this is giving me that chance to actually play Microsoft games that I never really got to experience because I've always played Sony games. Yeah. I will talk about World of Warcraft. And it wouldn't be an episode with that you if is, you didn't. So, thank you. I know. Just to bring up the point that that is a $15 a month subscription. Yeah. Like that video yeah. game. And to think about that in the context of, oh, I can instead spend $15 a month and get access to X number of full games. Mm-hmm. Right. I think puts a subscription service like Games Pass into perspective, which is like, well, I can have all these games for 15 a month or I can play WoW for 15 a month. Yeah. And I have a um, question. Which is just like wild. About you know? with WoW. When they release like new expansions, like don't you have to pay extra for that? You do have to purchase the expansion. Yeah. So that's like an extra 30 Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you're already paying a monthly fee and now you want the new stuff, you have to pay on top of that. And this... They've been doing that for been, like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, this has been its existence since it started. Yeah. Which is like millions and millions of people have paid that a month for one video game. Yeah. And yeah, like in a way, does the team deserve it in terms of like how much content they roll out? Like, I don't know, probably. Like it sustains probably that entire team, right? Right, right. And they're like, they are constantly working on content and balancing and like all this stuff. Yeah. But it's just wild to think, you know, this one video game to play it is $15 a month. It's like Final Fantasy. And then you compare it. Also. Oh, yeah. It's it's like an MMO thing. Um, And then you just compare it to like the subscription services and you're like, well, it puts the subscription service, I think, a little bit into perspective. For Mm -hmm. sure. For sure. The one thing, though, is that like there's... For me personally, there's like zero percent chance that I will get more than one. Like yeah, zero percent chance. I just don't think a lot of times it's going to be feasible to do so. Yeah, like yeah. it's just not because you, 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 you put much. that on top of actually buying new games because that's the thing is not all of the new games will come to these streaming platforms. I know, like obviously, it, it, this is why, and this is also why it sucks for me too because like I do play a pretty good amount of Ubisoft mm-hmm. games. Yeah, but yeah. I don't play all of them, you know. And mm. so, like, is that going to justify me getting a subscription service? I think this kind of brings into the picture the whole idea that this is like one of the huge positives I do like about subscription services is the no contracts because you can mm. do what you had brought up, where like, oh, you watch CBS All Access, you know, that one month mm-hmm. because that's when yeah. the show came out, and so you can kind of do that. Like when a new game comes out, instead of paying sixty bucks. You pay 15 bucks a month for that first month and then mm-hmm. you cancel it. And then there you go. You played a new game for, you know, 15 bucks. Or maybe if that game takes you two months, you play it for 30 bucks, but you're still not paying the full 60. So I right. guess it does give you that freedom to kind of dictate how you want to use them. However, you then you have to kind of keep in mind like, oh, I have to, you know, delete my subscription before I get charged again. Or you have to kind of mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that. Or then maybe you just get hooked on something and then you forget. And now all of a sudden you're... Phonics. They hooked on phonics and so now you're just kind of stuck in the subscription service and like you just keep paying you know 20 or 15 or whatever it is a month but i will say that i think the freedom to be able to just cancel whenever you want and kind of control what you do get charged i think that is Mm -hmm. a huge benefit of these streaming services and i think when you know more and more new games come out specifically on these services I think that you're going to see them succeed because you might just see people doing that where they'll they'll buy it for a couple of months, but they're still going to collect revenue. One thing I'm curious, though, is how is this going to affect, you know, game sales? Like mm. now, are they not going to be making $60 a game? Because, like, how are they going to get paid out on these different subservices? So 
I feel like that might be a, another question for another mm. another day or, you know, for another a more educated purpose. Day. But, yeah, uh, yeah like, I, I do think the freedom to be able to kind of cancel at your own will, I think that is one of the, the huge benefits of these services, though. Yeah, that's what I loved. I was like, you know what? Like, I got a notification, like, oh, like, you know, it's just so you know you're going to get charged. And I'm just yep. like, I don't want to keep spending. I can't remember the last time I used it. Like, that's yeah. 20 bucks a month I could have put towards, like, a bill mm-hmm. or, like, my coffee addiction or, you know, <laughs> towards Game Pass. Like, so now I'm like, well, I'm saving, like, really five bucks a month now because I have the Games with Gold. So it's like I got rid of one and now I have this one. Or not Games with Gold, Game Pass. Right, um, right. You know, and that's, I do like that. It's like, okay, it's like, you know what, I've had it. I can cancel this now. It's just, I don't understand how like is there anyone who realistically is like yeah no i'm gonna get all of these and use them yes well, i'm sure that money plenty of people yeah i would love it if i was in that situation where i could just willy-nilly just be like yeah i'll get all the streaming services but alas <laughs> and not only not. <laughs> like and it's not even just like time and money it's performance too like mm-hmm. when i first got the playstation now service the streaming like the lag wasn't that bad but like later in later months when i was using it it was at times i'm like this is unplayable like i can't even yeah. play a game right now so that's performance is going to be a factor too i haven't had a problem playing sea of thieves or anything but because it downloads on your computer i guess but right you know like that's a pain in the ass too you're paying all this money and then it doesn't even work What's the yeah. point? That was one of the turnoffs I had when I did my free trial of PS Now was mm-hmm. the latency. It was like, yeah. I, you know, I'd hit a button and then it would take like, even if it takes a full second, a second is a long time. In gaming? When you're, yeah. yeah. So long. So even if it takes just one so second, long. that's one second too long. And I know that sounds like, oh, it's nitpicking, but it's like, no, because when you're, especially because I actually, it's funny, I brought up Batman Arkham Origins because that's what I was playing when I did my mm. free trial. But mm-hmm. that game is literally timed combat. It's timed, it's literally timed combos and um, the triangle to counterattack. So it's all timing. And so yeah. if you just don't, if you're off by that one second, it just throws off the whole fight and it, it becomes just unenjoyable. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, with my PS4, I always check the download and upload speeds. It's always, like, you know, over 100 and, like, bips or whatever for download. So, like, it's not an internet problem on my end. And that's when I'm like, how reliable is this service right now? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I don't think it's really that sturdy. I will give PlayStation credit in the sense that they do have a solid foundation for what a streaming service could be. And they have a very good library. Yeah. And I give them credit for the fact that they decided to work with Microsoft and use some of their streaming software or like yeah. you know, their streaming tech. Because now I hope that can sturdy things in the moving forward. But uh, mm-hmm. as of now, it's just not good enough for me to want to invest $20 a month into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of money. And I don't know. In terms of like, I guess where I'm at too is that like I probably don't buy. I, I'll rarely buy a game full price at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll like just wait till it's on sale because I have so much other stuff to play in the meantime. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because like even because I think so... when, when we say full price, we're talking like $60 games, right? Because yeah. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. obviously like indie games That's that are I mean. 20 bucks, they're full price. But like, I don't think of $20 as full sure. price. So. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I just no. Yeah. To, yeah. That's... I just wanted to make sure that's what we were talking about in that sense. Because like. Well, that's also a good point, too, is that I've, I've found in the last one, two years I've been way more interested in small developer games. Yeah. Like in general. I'm just like way more interested in them. I play way more of them. Um, and I'm happy to just c- continue to support like small developers and play their really cool games, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, and that's the thing too is because there's so many of them and now that there's just so many options for developers on their end of like how they're going to distribute their game. So I know we joke about the launchers and how many there are, but I will say the competition is good for the developers because now they're getting more freedom. They're, and you know what? They're going to get more money. And I think that's yeah. what they deserve because they're putting in a lot of hard work as we've seen. And so, but I, I'm in the same boat as you where like those ones will always appeal to me because they're different, they're unique. 
they're telling a story that isn't controlled by you know seven layers of like executive boards or anything like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and, I, and and you know they're taking the time that they need to tell these stories. So a lot of times these smaller developers, though, you talk to these devs and you hear about like how much fun they have and how much and how much they enjoy creating this, and it doesn't feel like it's it's work for them. And so I think that mm-hmm. passion just adds to it. And so with those indie games, I've noticed Games Pass actually has a pretty decent collection of uh, indie games on the PC side of things. They do. There was one, Void Bastards, because Void Bastards has gotten a lot of um, a lot of good press. But I and I had my eyes on it, and I was like, I'm not sure if I'm if I'm able to buy it right now because there's Mm -hmm. with a few other games I had already purchased. But it's on Games Pass, so now I have the chance to play that for a measly one dollar this month. So Mm -hmm. it's. I like how they're still keeping that door open to the indies for these types of streaming services as well, because mm-hmm. that's another way to get somebody interested in your product. If you're offering that kind of vast array of options. And that's why, like, I think in like a Ubisoft streaming service is a cool idea, but I think you're going to run into that situation where you're like, run with like people like me, where it's like, yeah, I play a couple Ubisoft games, you know, three or four of them, what in different franchises but i don't play all of them so i don't need to get your service and i think that Mm. it's kind of goes what you were saying about world of warcraft where that's just a service for one game now you're just limiting yourself to these one developer games so you have to like be a really big fan of that developer if you're gonna just go that streaming service route Mm -hmm. yeah it's actually funny you bring up like the indies on game pass so i'm looking it up now um, and there's a ton of games that I've wanted to play, mm. but just like, I don't really know if I want to commit to like buying it yet. So I'm really happy. I own these already, but they have Hollow Knight, The Messenger, mm. Into the Breach, which I heard was really good. West of Loathing, which mm-hmm. Steve, I, I know you're a big fan of. Yes. Highly Hello, recommend. Hello Neighbors, Super Hot, like a lot of good ones. Uh, Abzu, Gardens Between. And they have Hyatiful Boyfriend, which is the pigeon dating simulator. Oh, no shit. (laughs) That sounds like a potential stream. What? (laughs) We're going to date some pigeons, folks. Did I ever ever tell you about the game my sister played on her mobile device? This was maybe two or three years ago. No, but now I need to know. On her mobile device. On her mobile device. (laughs) Who the fuck am I? On her cell phone. Is it Mystic Messenger? (laughs) Where she was a... No, she was like a time-traveling... Japanese student that got sent back in time to like the samurai age. Oh, I've heard of this. And she's like going around like trying (laughs) to get back to the present, but she's also romancing samurai lords. Yes, I know that. Sounded amazing. Sounded pretty (laughs) intense. So with all the ones we've talked about, I I noticed we kind of really haven't talked too much about Stadia. And I feel like yeah, that's true. I don't know anything about it to like really yeah. comment on. It's not out yet, so so I that can't one, really yeah. So it's coming out in the fall, and you can get the founders package for a hundred twenty nine dollars, which comes with a controller. It comes with a uh, Chromecast Ultra, wow. so you can play directly from the TV. The controller isn't necessary. It supports a wide variety of different controllers, so you don't necessarily have to get this one. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you want to get it on its own, the controller itself is seventy dollars. Something kind of to keep in mind because it it doesn't look what? like anything special compared to that like, is wild. Yeah, like why not just use a PlayStation or an Xbox controller? I don't know. Anywho, ten bucks <laughs> a month for the Xbox pro subscription, someday. and the uh, the the pro subscription can get you like four K HDR. If you don't get the pro subscription, it only gets you at like ten eighty p. I like that it's called a founders pack, as if we're like <laughs> supporting something on what's that website where you donate money? GoFundMe, hey, uh, Kickstarter, Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's a Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> oh, you could be part of the founders pack. Meanwhile, it's like Google. <laughs> like, yeah, you can play. Like, it looks like all the big name studio games. Like, it, it, you got all the games here. Like, Ubisoft's there, Rockstar, Bethesda, Bandai Namco, uh, Sega, WB Games, EA Sports, Square Enix. So, like, 2K Games, another one. So, like, all the big ones are there. I'm still, oh, man. Like, I know Google is Google, and they got a pretty strong record, but... I am very skeptical that this is going to work for a lot of people. and I'm also very skeptical. I hope it does because I think it would be really cool to literally be able to play any game you want in a web browser. I think that's amazing, the whole mm-hmm. concept of it. But, 
man, it's it's just reliant so heavily on your own personal internet connection. Yeah, which yeah, not always the best. And then people that like don't like people that live in like like urban areas or like rural rural areas, they're not going to be getting oh, yeah. this. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's just I think I think there's like I guess we can say that about all the streaming services because I think that's obviously been one of the complaints that we talked about with PlayStation Now. So. Man, like streaming, it's it's definitely where all these companies are trying to get to in their own ways. I think Microsoft and Sony are both set up a little bit better than Google just because Microsoft and Sony can still rely on the old ways while pushing forward to the future. Mm -hmm. Whereas Google is quite literally putting all their eggs in that streaming basket. So when eventually they will be hiccups, because I, I like if this thing launches perfectly uh, or just with minimal hiccups, I I will be stunned. I, it'll, I I'd love there's to be no such thing as that, a like there's never been. Has there ever been like a hundred percent perfect clean launch though? And yeah, that, and we're just talking years? about a game too. We're just talking about games That's, in that yeah, sense. This like is like games a full can't even have that <laughs> streaming service. I, yeah. Man, I'm. I, that's why I don't want I'm not going to buy in right off the bat like this is going to be very much a wait and see for me because I want to see how it's going to perform it's just weird that all of these other companies now are just like we got a streaming service too and, it, and then it becomes like alright do I really need to get Stadia because I can play my games pass games on pretty much any device like and that's five mm-hmm. bucks a month um, eventually yeah. it will be ten bucks a month but still that's kind of the same thing and microsoft already has a pretty solid streaming service so yeah i think it got a lot more interesting this past e3 once we found out how what the differences in games pass were going to be and then we found out how many other new streaming services they were going to throw out there too so now all of a sudden stadia where it looked like they were kind of cornering that market it's just like no they're just hanging out with a bunch of other people who are doing the same thing well matt brought that up that this is like the new trend or the new fad that it's every facet of media has that now guess what the only thing i'm subscribed to is world of work warcraft world of warcraft accurate (laughs) uh any last thoughts on subscription services as much as i hope like they don't keep popping up (laughs) Uh, for every little thing it's not something that i think is going to fade away or go away i think it's just something that's here to stay whether it's for a company or like specific games that have them and it's just going to be a matter of personal taste and whether or not you get them which ones you do for me it's going to be what games are offered and the time i have to play them like certain Mm -hmm. games i'm just going to buy Borderlands 3, I don't want it streamed. I'm buying a physical copy and I'm probably going to get like a special mm-hmm. edition because that's a game I actually really care about. Right. Whereas other ones like, oh, I really want to play The Outer Worlds, but I, I'm like, oh, I was like, I don't know if I want to spend $60. Oh, but now mm-hmm. I have Game Pass, so I don't have to worry about that. So yeah. that's going to be my personal take on it for the future. Yeah, no, I, I agree with a lot of those sentiments. It's just because like... I think there's always going to be those games that you want to personally own. And I'm glad that we're still in that stage where we can do both. We're, we're, we're on like the, I guess the on ramp to the future at this point, because everybody's starting their own streaming service kind of now. And obviously we've seen some that have been going on for a bit. Games pass and both PlayStation now have existed, but now we're seeing a lot more kind of start their, their procedures to like get people invested and start being like, look at all the stuff you can play with us. I, like I said, I think the coolest thing about subscription services is the freedom to kind of cancel at your will. So you're able to kind of pick it up and go as you choose. So if there's not any particular game that's striking your fancy at that particular month, maybe you cancel that month and you don't pay that bill. So that's a, a really cool feature. I, I do think that it's going to be the same thing with media where there's going to be too many and choices will have to be made and it's going to always, always, always go down to how much does it cost and what games do you offer? I think that's mm-hmm. just every, everybody's perspective is going to be what can I play for as little money as possible? <laughs> and so I think it's cool that there's going to be competition, but I also think that'll make for some tough choices for sure. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Cool. Any your th- last thoughts? Matt only cares um, about WoW. Come on, Steve. No, <laughs> just that I probably won't buy any. That's really my closing thought. Was there any? Is there anything that like a subscription service would do that would like pique your interest in actually subscribing to one? Or 
Is it just, no, not for you? A wow Destiny combo pack. <laughs> oh my god. Probably social pressure to play a game that all my friends are playing. <laughs> that, that, that was on a subservice and it was cheaper to get the subservice than buy the game. That's why I did, did it originally for Sea of Thieves. That's why but, I um, did it for Games Pass too. Yeah, I want to play Sea of Thieves. I want to be a pirate. <laughs> yeah, and it would probably have to be PC-oriented yeah. for mm-hmm. me. Well, yeah. Well, if you have any thoughts on subscription services and which you have and maybe which you are happy with or unhappy with, you should give us a call at 347-509-5620. And that's it, I guess. That's it. Yeah. Uh, now... We are going to do patch notes. This is patch notes 6.27.19, in which we update you on the latest gaming news that broke since last we spoke. Before we get into patch notes, patch notes and the show is sponsored by Evil Tim Industries. Isn't that right, Christine? That is right. Evil Tim Industries. Do you want to win something at bingo? Are you tired of grandmas taking over your victories? Well, head on over to Evil Tim Industries Bingo Nights, where you too can win an artifact to sacrifice to the great god Cthulhu. Evil Tim Industries, keeping bingo interesting since 1642. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, my patch notes is this, from an article from metro.co.uk, bringing us some British news. Fortnite sales down by a third this year. Thank as God. As online spending drops across all gaming. Game Central published this yesterday, the 26th of June, 10.15 a.m. Fortnite is the top-grossing video game on any console, and it has been for over well over a year now. But according to new figures, full-year earnings from Fortnite were down 38% from May 2018, which is wild, um, to $203 million. So still a lot but describe which that number is described as far off from its peak tales of Fortnite's slow decline have been around for a while now which we talked about a few months ago do you remember that we talked about I it did. oh I, I, I remember <laughs> yeah uh, to continue with recent data showing that minecraft has overtaken in terms of popularity but the most interesting thing about super data's figures is that it shows overall digital game spending is down across every single platform FIFA Ultimate Team went down. Uh, PUBG sold 5 million copies still, uh, even though it was written off by many. And it, But it didn't make the top 10 for any format. Neither did EA's Apex Legends. Worldwide, people spent $8.7 billion on digital games over the last year. This sounds like a lot, but it's actually down 4% from last year, with mobile down as much as 6% overall, which is a problem when wow. mobile is bigger than console and PC combined. Wow. Though we are currently unsure of uh, any explanation for the drop, um, one clue could be, this is me ad-libbing the article, or whatever that's called, paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since a new mobile game has had the same impact, um, such as Candy Crush Saga, Clash of Clans, Mm -hmm. Pokemon Go, uh, Fortnite, Mm -hmm. obviously. So, interesting. 4% 4% down is like, that's a significant percent in terms of like sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then 6% down for mobile is big too. Yeah. Even though it sounds like it's a tiny number. Maybe the parents are getting wise and they're not letting their credit card. I was going to say parental Maybe controls. parents are more aware. <laughs> right. That's a good point. I would, yeah, I'd be curious to see is like what's attributing to that. Yeah. Now, also too, because sales are down, what's like the player numbers? Because are people that's also a good playing point. less for some reason? Uh, or so are people I, I, playing to see more just that. playing games they like, and maybe those games are like long-term mm-hmm. multiplayer games, so they haven't like purchased anything new, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, it, it's interesting because obviously we're we're not the biggest Fortnite fans here at the Plus One Player Podcast, so uh, this it's like weird because like I understand the phenomenon behind it, but I've always kind of just wondered like, well, I mean, I feel like there's just like better games out there that don't get the same treatment or the same recognition that they deserve so you know i'd be cool if like this was because people are playing just like better games now they're 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 getting out there and they're trying something new they're realizing that there's more to the world than just fucking yeah i mean i'm i'm glad that minecraft like overtook it 
Because mm-hmm. Minecraft, there's like a lot there for a child's middle schooler's like mind to think about, you know. There's yeah. construction, there's like tools, there's materials. Like there's a lot of like calculations that you may have to do. Like if you're building something, there's like a lot of other skills involved there. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. better, I think, than like a Fortnite, right? I guess there's building there too. I agree. <laughs> um I it's agree. funny that you mentioned middle schoolers but um Mm -hmm. so lately i noticed at work it's less about Fortnite and more about minecraft they definitely like the kids have really been talking about it but when i went to a teaching conference a couple years ago there is actually like teachers and developers that made like it's like minecraft edu it's specifically minecraft for education so it's same Minecraft, like, you know, you build, construct, whatever, but you can, like, make historical settings and figures and put them in the game, and it's, like, you, it's something that a school would, like, purchase, like, the program and, like, however many accounts, like, it's, it's not just, okay, everyone gets, get free Minecraft, it's its own thing. All right, kids, everyone will be assigned a historical event. Jimmy, you've been assigned the assassination of JFK. <laughs> you must build his car and his body. <laughs> But I Don't just... forget the grassy <laughs> knoll. <laughs> but it and is. It will be called Kennedy. A lot of, lot of, lot of JFK. Kennedy. What was it? Kennedy Ascent? approach. Kennedy approach. But it is interesting to like yeah. talking about the numbers. It's like I see that or hear it in real life. They just want to play Minecraft or like watch the Minecraft story thing on Netflix. So that's that's it's coming back. That's so weird because my cousins were big Minecraft fans when they were like in elementary school. Mm -hmm. And then once the older one got into middle school, it became Fortnite. Mm -hmm. And so he's him and the other one have been playing a lot of Fortnite. Yeah. When I was there, they were playing Fortnite. And so it'll be interesting to see if they go back to Minecraft. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, that's my patch notes. That's a good patch to go. Who wants to patch notes next? Um, I'll go next because if you don't mind, just it talks about money, <laughs> so <laughs> related. Uh, so my patch notes comes from Polygon by Charlie Hall. Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony say Trump's tariffs on China will hurt the game industry. Uh, so this is this is taken directly from the article. In an unprecedented display of solidarity, the world's leading video game console manufacturers issued a statement against President Donald Trump's proposed 25% tariffs on consoles manufactured in China. Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony say that the cost will ultimately be passed on to American consumers and that the proposal would put at risk the jobs of more than 220,000 Americans, including hundreds of small businesses. Um, So just to paraphrase a little bit from the article here, they... The companies do mention that they would take a loss, but they say specifically it's going to hurt more of the independent industries or companies that sell games. It's not really going to be the big companies mm-hmm. that are going to hurt the most. It's going to be the consumers, like families that want to buy. Big surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's you know it's going to be the people that want to buy the console around the holiday time. They're not going to be able to afford it. Or the think not so, maybe not so much GameStop, but like the more independent video game sellers like we have one right here by like up the road from my house that Mm -hmm. would affect them in a negative way uh and it is interesting to see the three companies coming together in agreement on something uh which i think is nice personally yeah it's just it's just like this whole thing because naturally like the I think the the whole proposal it's just like so in depth and I I honestly I'm not qualified to break down the actual tariffs and like what's going to mm-hmm. happen. All I do know is like it's just so much more of this just political posturing we always see because we've heard too that he's just like oh yeah it probably wouldn't be a 25% tariff maybe we could probably get it down to 10%. It's just like then why are we doing this? They're just like mm-hmm. like what are you guys it's... doing? <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's so annoying. Steve, you need to go outside the White House and just yell, what are you guys doing? Bunch of hoopla. And then walk away. It's it's just like frustrating to see how like, it, like eventually it bleeds into like these things that naturally we love so much. But like you said, I, I think it's cool that these big three like came together and like, yeah, we don't want this. And it's not just because of us. It's because of all of the other game developers who are going to suffer because of this so 
Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just yeah. hope... Oh, it says... God, yeah. I hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. It says that the true cost, an estimated $840 million, would be shifted almost entirely to consumers. Um, and that was where I mentioned the end result would likely put a new video game console out of reach for many American yeah. families this holiday season. No, it's just like... It's a lot of look, money. <laughs> the world is shit wall-to-wall. Video games are, are just a perfect escape. That's my escape! Don't you... <laughs> Uh, yeah. my escape mechanisms <laughs> alone <laughs> let me subscribe to my escape mechanism exactly <laughs> oh, comes full circle on a monthly basis <laughs> so on that note i will go with mine and so this one is from kotaku from nathan grayson and it's Twitch launches subscriber-only mm. streaming feature. So I'm just going to kind of paraphrase a bunch. And so it's basically talking about, uh, you know, people who subscribe on Twitch. It's typically for at least $5 a month. And so now they're – this actually – this article posted yesterday. So this is Thursday the 27th. So this posted on the 26th. And so Twitch actually launched a soft launch of subscriber streams yesterday. And so basically what it is is just if you're a Twitch streamer, you can set it up so you can do a stream that is subscribers only. This was kind of met in the article. There were some streamers who were basically not cool with it. Hmm. Um, So a couple of them, these are some quotes here. What, a new way to alienate part of your community that can't afford to pay to subscribe to you? We got you, said streamer FlowerKidNena on Twitter. Subscriber streams, fuck bringing your community together. Split them. GG, Twitch. (laughs) <laughs> and so like yeah i kind of get that but like it doesn't have to be that way in my eyes like it doesn't have to be like you're splitting your community it just could be like yeah you guys there's already pay f- you, it's like you guys pay me to do this on a monthly basis so i'm gonna give you a little something extra and it doesn't have to be a big thing even if you do a 10 minute q a with your twitch subs only that's something yeah i mean yeah. that's cool and like yeah i don't know i like I just don't see why it was it was met with such harsh criticism because like you don't have to do it either. You could you could just Right. That's weird because there's also like already subscriber only yeah, chat. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like how how is this any different? It's literally yeah. not. It's literally because not yeah, the people can watch you in but they can't eyes. interact with you and chat with you and chat with the other people in community. So it, how is that not alien? Right. So you're already splitting your community. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you get mad a bit about this, you should be mad about subscriber only chat. Yeah. Too. And yeah. And if you're not, you're a yeah. hypocrite. I, honestly, like I just, I just don't see what the big deal is. Like, what, what is the harm of perhaps giving a little something extra to people who are actually paying you? And don't get me wrong, like if, if you can't, if you're in that situation where you can't pay to support your favorite streamers, but the way you support them is by going in them, that's fine. You can still do all mm-hmm. that. You still get that same interaction. This is just something a little bit for the folks that are paying you. So, like, and again, you can choose to do it yeah. or not. So I I I was mm-hmm. stunned. I guess the only I guess the only bad side that I see right now in this moment is that what if you're what if you're a very popular streamer, yeah, yeah. right? Top 50 streamers right. and then you just only do subscriber. Yeah, streams. no, that would be terrible. That is the downside. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would work as like a model, like an income model for them, mm-hmm. but like if you're like Ninja and you, you're like, okay, well, now I'm only going to do subscriber chats or subscriber streams. I wonder I wonder if he would lose subscribers or gain subscribers. That's a good question. I See, like, that's the thing. Is that I would be a he... good QA product test. Cause, yeah, because I don't think he would, like, I don't think the AB. big ones AB. would lose subscribers if they went that route because the subscribers are already there. So they're like, we already get it. So, yeah, I think they would be in a position to gain them and then gain more money. Um, but then they would miss out on the potential of just, like, because there are a lot of people who would just do, like, those one-time donations. And some people will do pretty big one-time donations. Mm-hmm. So you lose out on some of that. I don't know. I, I just, like, my big thing was I was really stunned with, the, the like, a lot of the negative reaction to it just because i don't think i really don't think it's that big of a deal as of now since it is first of all soft launch it's it's in the early stages of this thing even being in existence Mm -hmm. and it's an option you can do it or you don't have to so yeah it's it's not that streamers are being forced to do it it's just an option that is there it's presented i i I don't know why streamers would get upset about it i could understand Mm -hmm. why viewers would yeah hmm if it's something you can volunteer for or choose to do, it's not being forced upon you. 
Like, why are you so upset about it? Right. I would like to know. <laughs> I think people just like getting mad about stuff, but That's I it. mean, maybe maybe they do have that fear that like like Matt was saying, maybe you'll start seeing more streamers go subscriber only from here on out. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's I I don't. I can't imagine it would go that way because I think one of the biggest things about Twitch is always having the opportunity to rope in new viewers. And you can't do that if you're only doing subscriber Mm -hmm. only. Yeah, exactly. I I don't see this as ever being like the one thing a streamer would do. I'd see this as an addition. And like, again, I think it's a cool perk because if I'm somebody who is subscribing to one of my favorite streamers and I am, you know, financially supporting them, I'd be happy if I got some type of special bonus. You know, it's almost like a Patreon reward. Exactly. Yeah. You're giving them money every month and then you get a reward. It's like the equivalent. So that's what we're going to start doing. Twitch subscriber only streams with our. 35 subscribers <laughs> if we have that many <laughs> we have three well, but yeah so that i mean that's mine and i think that's uh well, that's been patch notes that's been patch notes 6.27.19 steven would you like to take the show home i will take the show home tonight i won't let go until we see the light it's gonna be great it's a great song so this has been episode 86 it's time to put it to bed it's been a long one. Been a long week. Been a long couple of months. But hey, 4th of July right around the corner. We're going to have some fun. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have enjoyed this, go on to whatever podcast service you listen to us on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, whatever it is, leave us a like, subscribe to us. Subscription services, you can subscribe to us. We'll give you We'll give you treats. Write us a review. It goes a long way, and we really appreciate the support. And, of course, if you've enjoyed this or anything else we produce, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two, because every single dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best podcast in the entire gaming world. Go on and join that amazing group of supporters, because we'd love to have you. So with that, it is time to close out another fun-filled episode. We hope you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon. What if you could subscribe to, like, labor what and then get paid for that labor i don't know all right yeah that it's late i don't know where it is the hour is late (laughs) the end is nigh